I'm 53 years old. If the average life, now obviously it's growing, but let's say it's 77 years old. So mm -hmm. you take 77 minus 53, 24 multiplied by 52 weeks. Mm -hmm. That's the amount of weeks left in my life. I think it was like 1492 or whatever mm -hmm. it was. If that's true, if I'm dead at 77, Wayne and Sean, how am I gonna live that 24 mm -hmm. times 52 left? Who am I gonna surround myself with? What podcast am I going on? What employees am I gonna associate with? Am I gonna not take that vacation I wanted? I could be dead tomorrow, Wayne. Right. So I gotta live every day to the max. Mm. Every conversation, grateful for every moment, whoever mm. I meet. I gotta look at things differently. So you think about these things, and you start putting together the numbers and the time. You realize, wait a minute, I gotta value these moments. It starts making you think about what's important in life. Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Ben Reinberg. How are you? Thanks mm. for having me, guys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Flew in today, right? Yeah, flew in today from uh, Laguna Beach. Oh, it's and, nice uh, out there right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's uh, 65 degrees and sunny, and wow. it's the same temperature all year round. I'm not used to this heat coming from <laughs> chicago where i was born and raised where my headquarters are and yeah. lived there for i'm 53 years old i lived in uh chicago for 52 years i just moved to california so wow. i get back into this heat it mm -hmm. feels like chicago in the summer so wait so chicago gets hot hot oh chicago it's really hot we'll get 90 100 degree temperatures and there's a tremendous amount of humidity mm -hmm. in chicago and it's right on the lake and so you're just sweating instantly. It's, it's here. It's a dry heat, mm -hmm. but in Chicago you get not only 90 degrees, but mm -hmm. you, it feels like 110 because of the humidity. Yeah. Wow. So, so you've achieved massive success with real estate, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what were you doing before that? I've always done real estate. Okay. It's something I started. I'm a CPA. Mm -hmm. I'm an accountant. When I got out of college, I graduated from Indiana University. A huge basketball fan, and. Uh, I realized that I wanted to build wealth. So mm -hmm. I had to take a step back and say, well, how do I build wealth, guys? It was through investing in assets that produce cash flow. Mm -hmm. So I started buying commercial real estate. That's my expertise. I am an expert in office, industrial, and retail real estate around the United States. That's, mm -hmm. what, that's what we own. That's what we invest in. So when I was 23 years old, I started my company, Alliance Consolidated Group of Companies, We've grown tremendously. Oh, I've been doing this for almost three decades. Uh, we started syndicating commercial real estate. My first deal was an industrial warehouse mm -hmm. in the Chicago area. When I started the business, the internet wasn't as prevalent. Right. You know, it was shoe leather. It was going out and hustling and meeting people and raising equity and canvassing properties and looking for deals and asking for help and being vulnerable. And, all these traits that have carried forward with me that now we're in this technological age where mm -hmm. our our business has changed drastically. This past week, there was something called ICSC, which was in Las Vegas, the largest shopping center conference in the world. Mm. It takes place here. They take over the city. I didn't come in for it because um, we focus more on medical office now these mm -hmm. days. That's one of our expertise. But I've owned anywhere from retail shopping centers grocery anchored, uh, net lease to industrial flex distribution, manufacturing mm -hmm. warehouse around the country to mm -hmm. office buildings, high rises to medical office, which 
about 90% of our portfolio now, guys, is medical office because, mm. wow. you know, there's, the human body is never going out of style. Right. And so about 19 years ago, we decided with our investors, where do we want to pivot to? We saw healthcare. Uh, we thought with Barack in office, we're going to go mm. more towards socialized medicine. Mm-hmm. We took a step back and said, nah, human body is never going out of style. We're going to start buying medical properties. Mm. And we did extremely well. We got into dialysis facilities, surgery centers, mm. orthopedic, anything that you and your family would go see the doctor or physician or a hospital for, that's what we own wow. around the country. We own here in Las Vegas surgery centers. We own clinics. Uh, we own West Coast and what I call the smile states. We start up in Maryland. Yeah. We draw a smile face and we go up all the way through Mountain West, mm-hmm. certain parts of the West Coast. And that's what we own in, in about 30 states now in the United States. So I have 200 plus years of leadership team experience in my company. We have a great staff. And what makes up my company are the people. We're a mm-hmm. people first oriented type company. We've mm-hmm. done some unique stuff. We brought in a human behaviorist to sit with everyone and find out. So say you, Wayne, you'd fill out a playbook yeah. and I'd look at your playbook and you're like, you know, I'm into health and wellness. Right. Uh, I want to spend more time with my family. I want to spend more time with my significant other. Right. Uh, I want to get into mentoring. You know, we basically would know everything about you, Wayne. And I would say, okay, how does my company alliance? How can we align with Wayne to make him fulfilled in life on a personal mm-hmm. and business level? Right. What people struggle with in business that they want to miss, especially employers that I learned a long time ago, is that we're all human. And our personal lives and business lives bleed into each other. Mm-hmm. And when you can understand that as an employer and you're looking at it and saying, well, why is this person struggling at work? What's well, the something's going on in their personal life? Could be a toxic relationship, could be just, you know, stress going on with their kids. Right. Uh, someone's sick in the family. Mm. So we started looking at this and we're saying, well, if we don't get involved in people's personal lives, how are we become how are they becoming the best version of themselves? Mm-hmm. And so it's not a it's not a topic that a lot of people want to go into because they're worried about people filing claims and litigation. But we looked at it a different way. We said, wait a minute, if we can build loyalty in a community in our company, how great would it be for someone to walk in the office and know Wherever they are around the country and they work for Alliance, they're being supported. Their growth where they want to be, there's no ceiling for their growth. Mm. They can make more money and live a more full life. That builds more loyalty, more trust, a better community, more productivity. Mm, right. And that's what we learned. So we do different things in my company compared to other companies, especially in commercial real estate. So we were one of the first companies to uh, start Investor Portal. Mm. For years, we were mailing out checks and with stamps and envelopes and mm-hmm. people weren't cashing their checks. Can you imagine sending someone a thousand dollar check for a distribution and, and they cashing. weren't cashing yeah. it and then they'd <laughs> hold it for 90 days. And so we had a whole staff that would had to deal with our investors. And nowadays it's direct deposits. It's all electronic. Mm. You could see things 24 mm. seven. Our business has become more transparent, which mm-hmm. is what I like. You can go kick the bricks and mortar on everything we mm. own. You want to go to Las Vegas. You want to go to, in the medical district in Charleston Boulevard and see our pristine property, you can go there and see it if you're an investor. So what I like is I am the largest investor in what we do because I love the transparency side right. mm-hmm. of what we do. There's not many assets or investments better than real estate, especially mm-hmm. commercial real estate, because mm-hmm. you get tax benefits. Um, it's transparent. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting into. You see who the tenants are. It's intelligent type investing. So we have investors from all over the world now because 
they can go and they see the transparency. Mm-hmm. We communicate with them on a frequent basis, every quarter at least, with narratives and financial statements. So if you invested in our fund, our brand new fund we launch, you feel comfortable because you say, okay, they have 200 plus years of leadership team mm-hmm. experience. Ben started this company almost 30 years ago. Mm. They have a great track record. They show it to you. Right. What's the track record? Like what returns well, on average? Let's, let's look at medical office. Overall, of our whole portfolio, probably high 20s IRR, which is pretty good in my career. I'm really proud of the people that have gotten us here. For medical office, we're mid-20s internal rate of returns IRR. Wow. So what That's that shows you, it's about two and a half times multiple yeah. on your money. Wow. So our minimal commitments in our fund is 100000 It's a call fund. We call it over time. And so let's just say you commit a million dollars. In this new fund, you probably walk away with $2.5 million wow. with tax benefits. A year? At, not a year, at the end, oh, when at you look end. at the whole investment. Okay. Yeah. So you'll get a preferred return, 6 to 8%, depending on what class you come in. It's all depend on your commitment is level. Is it quarterly, annually? It's quarterly preferred return payments. Okay. It's like interest payments. And then at the end, when we sell it, you get your money back, any outstanding return, and you get a proportionate share of the proceeds. Nice. That's not bad. So, so how do you feel about the state of the economy right now? And are we headed to what some would say is a worse recession that we've seen thus far? I, I think we're he- headed into a recession. My take when I look at how I gauge things is I look mm-hmm. at our business. Right. Our business for years has always lagged behind the stock market and what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a lot of tension and tightening in our business with the lenders. So lenders aren't as robust getting capital on the street. Mm-hmm. Their interest rates are, are higher than they've been accustomed mm-hmm. to the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so they're looking at and they're saying, well, we're going to we're going to kind of batten down the hatches and mm-hmm. get a little bit tighter on who we're going to lend to, mm-hmm. how we're going to lend and what we're going to lend on. What's great in this environment is they look to experience. Mm-hmm. So our business is an experienced man and women's game. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, when they go and they look at lending to a company like Alliance or a Ben Reinberg brand, they mm-hmm. said, good experience, good fiduciary of our capital. We trust them. They're not going to over leverage. Mm-hmm. We'll ride with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder. It's challenging in this market for folks is when you're getting started, how to get a loan. Because they're going to be more scrutinized. They're going to look at your experience and your track record. So right. for us, one of the benefits of our funds is not only the purchasing power, but the cost of capital. Mm-hmm. We're able to get great cost of capital in this market because we have a lot of experience right. and we scale. We have enough volume for a lender to wrap their arms around. Mm-hmm. So in this market, to answer your question, Wayne, is I think we're in a recession. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get deeper. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there in residential as well as commercial real estate that right. won't be able to finance. Mm-hmm. There's going to be businesses that have loans coming due. And what ends up happening is they end up becoming in default. Right. So if they're in default, people will start buying loans or taking back properties. And that's where you start seeing trouble. Mm-hmm. Where we start seeing people file for bankruptcy in this market? Absolutely. Uh, but what I love about this market from a selfish person standpoint is, when there's chaos in the market, there's opportunities. Mm. So when you have a lot of experience, we're raising money right now. Right. We're actually adding staff. We just hired 15 new people. We're hiring more to join our company. Wow. We have closers and setters. We have uh, acquisition department, investor relations, property management, uh, administrative staff we've added in California as we're growing that office mm-hmm. where I sit. And what I love about this market is that when chaos happens the mm-hmm. players step up and take advantage of the right. opportunities 
So that's what we're looking to do. We're looking in this market and we're saying, okay, we're the best place to invest. Where can we feed our new Alliance Medical Property Fund? How do we generate great returns? And how do we benefit the employees that have been with us that grind every single day that we're grateful for? Mm -hmm. So that's, awesome. that's what I do for a living. That's my expertise. Um, we started my personal brand a year ago. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what a personal brand is. I didn't know what social media is. <laughs> I, I have three kids and I would watch them on social media and yeah. I was learning and, and I was always on LinkedIn. Jeff yeah. Weiner from LinkedIn from Chicago where I'm from. And so I knew when he started and I got on that platform. And so I have a lot of followers on LinkedIn. But I look at your Instagram and it's amazing how many followers you have. I want to ask you for advice because yeah. I started literally, we launched Instagram and all these platforms a year ago. Mm -hmm. And I now have about 110,000 followers. Really which is good. pretty good. Which really is good. good. That's pretty good. So I'm growing. And, and we started my podcast, Ben right. Reinberg, I own it, which is about success to significance mm -hmm. we talk about health wealth relationships we have celebrities and mm -hmm. ultra high net worth individuals come on my show but with that being said what i've learned is that the personal brand is like its own animal yeah. Yeah. you know it's, it's different entity yeah i had a, i had to take a step back mm -hmm. and say what's the time commitment i'm saying it's a lot of time so i have a staff that handles it mm -hmm. and my podcast and I realize how beneficial it is not only to be able to give knowledge and content, right. my experience, but also guys that I also looked at and said, you know what, this is kind of fun. I'm enjoying it. I get, where do you get to network with people on yeah. a podcast? Yeah. I'm one-on-one. -on -one. We swap contact for information. Sure. Mm -hmm. People call me all the time for advice on business or commercial real estate that was on my show or I was on their show. It's rewarding to me. Absolutely. I love it. And it's cool. It's great. And the thing is, I ask them questions, mm -hmm. you know, resources or, hey, I'm in this situation. How would you handle this? So the collaboration and the networking is phenomenal mm -hmm. for the podcast. I enjoy it. But the personal brand stuff was so new. It's interesting how where it's going now, it's mm -hmm. developing. What I love about it is that it gives great exposure to my company and mm -hmm. my team back all over the country where they can say, you know, Ben's out there promoting Alliance Consolidated mm -hmm. Group of Companies. Ben is out there pushing us in the forefront yeah. to make change and what yeah. we want to do and to help our business grow. Right. And I'm excited. We have a lot of cool things coming down the pike in commercial real estate. We're going to be at the forefront of the blockchain. Mm -hmm. We're looking into how to implement that into our business. Nice. Yeah. We're looking at all different types of technology. That's good. And so we're not stopping to grow. You know, there's a saying in my business is you spend the first third of your career mm -hmm. on your back right. when you're in your 20s and 30s. Then as you get older, you spend the next third on your feet. Mm -hmm. And then the last third is on your stomach. So it's <laughs> like you're swimming. You can navigate through things. So like outside of um, outside of real estate, um, what other things are you into in regards to like maybe investing or what things are you curious about about get, getting into or like what moves you outside of real estate? Mm. Um, well, now living in California, I've gotten into USC football because my kids go there. I'm a season okay. ticket. Okay. I love Caleb Williams. I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. I'm crazy about it. I don't have a sports team out in uh, California. I'm a huge sports fan coming from Chicago. I'm a mm. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Cubs yeah. kind of guy. Um, I grew up around sports my whole life. I played sports. My kids do. Mm. I was very athletic as a kid. You play college? And what's that? You I played? did not play college. Um, but I, I love sports and mm -hmm. being from Chicago, that's all we did as kids because there wasn't the Internet. Mm -hmm. Go to the park and you play. 
you the know, good old days. Yeah, I yeah. Tell, <laughs> tell my kids, go to the park. I caught the tailwind of that when yeah. I was like 10. <laughs> yeah, so with uh, with my kids, they had no idea what a park looked like, but we would go to the park and play baseball and football, and, and they'd freeze over the park and play hockey. I mean, we did everything. Mm. It was like you played every sport when you were a kid, soccer, you name it. Yeah, so, that's awesome. So what I love to do is I do love investing in, in companies and other things. Mm. I do some technology stuff, investing. Uh, I invest a lot in what we do in real estate. I build mm-hmm. my own portfolios, a, a portfolio within the company as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that. And then I want to do different things like as I age and I'm winding down and I'm letting my leadership team kind of lead more and I'm delegating more. Uh, I'm getting into the personal brand space, which I really love. I'm going to start speaking more and helping and creating nice. an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking into teaching commercial real estate. Mm. No one's really taught it. And being from Chicago. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah I've never heard about a course. Yeah. Everything's residential. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so one of the things I've learned is a friend of mine said, you should teach it. I said, well, I got to look at my schedule and see. Yeah. If I, so if I'm going to do something, I like to go all in. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do things half. Yeah. It's just not my personality. Right. So I realized, okay, well, if I teach you what's it going to entail, and we're looking into that. But the reason why what interests me is I come mm-hmm. from Chicago. South side of Chicago is one of the most dangerous, roughest areas in the country. We have more mm-hmm. homicides. It's sad. Wow. And I, and I took a step back and I said, what if I could take a young man or woman from the south side of Chicago, doesn't have an opportunity, doesn't have parents or the guidance they need, I could take that young man or woman and create a legacy from show them how to mm-hmm. invest in commercial mm-hmm. real estate. How many lives would that person change? Grandparents, parents, maybe a significant other. She has a significant other kids, uh, friends, mm-hmm. uh, more job opportunities for colleagues around the area. Mm-hmm. And then take that person that impacts 30 people, 50 people, 500, a thousand. Mm-hmm. How cool would that be? And I realized that's why I was put on this earth is to help people mm-hmm. and to give back. And I said, if I could take that young man or woman and create a life for them, how great would that be to create mm, right. a mentorship? That's great. So whether I do it on a mass scale or I do it on a private client scale, I want to look at doing that because no one did that for me. Right. The baby boomers about me. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm 53 years old. No one said, Ben, here's how you're going to do it. Here's mm-hmm. the roadmap. Mm-hmm. It's easier now with the internet. You can find mentors, you can find coaches, you can kind of, lean into someone you can call a guy like ben reinberg and say how did you do it what's your story how do you deal with failure how do you deal with your mindset how do you personally well, how do you deal with failure mm. how do you oh, deal with how it? i deal with it is yeah. do you still was, experience failure yeah of your course caliber? i don't yeah. i have failure going on right now in okay. my life I, i've employees aren't happy or mm-hmm. i have uh relationships with agencies in my personal brand that maybe we're not satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. We want to look at exploring opportunities. Right. We're always growing. Failure. What I love about failure is growth. Now, when I was in my twenties, guys. Like I thought failure was like, oh, I suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who is Ben Reinberg? You know, nothing. But as I aged and grew, I realized failure is everything to mm. grow and get better in business and life. I failed at a lot of things. I've had deals that haven't been perfect. I've had employees I didn't handle well. I had situations and disagreements I didn't like about mm-hmm. myself. That's that some people look at as failure. I look at it as growth. Mm-hmm. If I have a failed relationship or a relationship doesn't work out as well or uh, a deal or a business or whatever, that's growth. Mm-hmm. If you take a step back, one of the things I teach people is if you could seek the truth 
and what someone's saying mm -hmm. and not have this lens of everything you do is right, mm -hmm. but you can learn from others, you'll grow tremendously. Mm -hmm. Business, personal, it's listening. Because when you really listen to someone and find out what's behind them and understand like, what's the truth in what Wayne's really saying to me? Mm -hmm. What can I learn from him? Right. And so when someone's criticizing me, I look at that as growth. Mm -hmm. I say, thank you, appreciate it. Because they freak out. They're like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? Thank you. <laughs> Why are you saying thank you? Because you can grow from it. I'm can, ripping into learn. this yeah, guy and yeah. he's, he's saying thank you. Because yeah. I'm looking at it saying, okay, yeah, I, I can get better at that. Yeah. And I always tell people, I said this to a friend earlier today, if you could look in the mirror and be honest with mm -hmm. yourself, because I look at stuff and and uh, and I, I I won't swear, but I've effed up mm -hmm. on things where I look at things. I'm like, oh, bad. You really effed up on that one. Mm -hmm. or I can or I laugh. Now I laugh at myself because mm -hmm. if you could laugh at yourself, be like, didn't handle that one. Mm -hmm. That sucked. Yeah. And like the way I wrote that email, yeah. that sucked better. <laughs> right. But when I could say that to myself, I can grow mm -hmm. and I laugh. That's how I deal with it. That's how I do it. So failure to me is growth. Mm -hmm. It's opportunities to learn. Mm -hmm. If you don't fail, okay, you're not in business. If you don't fail, you're you're not going to be successful. Because mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. You can be Ben Reinberg, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Sean Kelly. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. who you are in life. You're going to fail. Mm -hmm. If you're around long enough, as you get a, a new age, you will see that you'll have relationships, business, personal, whatever. They don't work out. Yeah. You know why? Because the basis is you're going to know, guys, your values. Okay. So I have deal breakers. So I had to learn about myself. And I went through a deep dive on who Ben Reinford was. Mm -hmm. So my deal breakers are respect. I don't like when people don't respect me because I respect everyone and mm -hmm. love everyone. That's my attitude. I'm a Midwestern value Chicago kid. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. I, I look for people to keep their word. They're honest with me. So I have these deal breakers of what's important to me. And if you're outside the deal breakers, it's hard for me to gravitate with you mm -hmm. to like love you and trust you. And mm. trust is huge for me. Mm. Being reliable right. and consistent are like huge things for me and my employees. Mm. Where people say, well, Ben, what's upset you? When people aren't consistent or reliable, because everyone goes through these like different things as a kid. Like I went through abandonment when I was a kid. So if you abandon me subtly, because like you say, hey, I'm going to show up at noon mm. and you show up at one. I'm going to start questioning my relationship. You know, um, when you say to me, hey, you know, I'll do this and this. Mm. And I turn around and say, you work for me. It doesn't happen. I that's trust. I will go 120 percent for a person mm -hmm. when they hit my core values. And that's what you'll see in life. And the reason why you struggle with relationships, is because the standards you have, either you're breaking your standards and you're mm -hmm. saying, Wayne, okay, well, I'm going to let, you know, my significant other, uh, when she tells me something that's not true and I'm going to stick with her, is that what you really want on life? Someone that you can't trust? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so now all of a sudden you're breaking your own rules. You're not loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you look at these things and we say, well, why do we struggle? We struggle because we have standards and, and are deal breakers, mm -hmm. and we're dealing with people in our lives that don't adhere to them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what religion, the color skin, whatever. We're all people. Mm -hmm. We all have minds, we all have hearts, human. What, what differentiates us is what are our values and our standards we're living to live with. Mm -hmm. I had to realize that because mm. I was letting people in my world, and it was getting effed up, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like what am I doing? Yeah. Like this 
this person can't even tell the truth. Mm. So I allow this person in my life. Why? So how do what you, am I worried about? How do you manage um, balancing, you know, work, family, success, and like, what's that dynamic like? If there is one, because you know most people yeah. say that once you reach a level of success, there is no balance. Mm. There is no work-life balance. Yeah. What there is, here's the secret. You have to do what you love, not what you're passionate about. What you love. What you love. You got to know what your mission is in life, mm-hmm. okay, and what you're going towards. And what, see it and, and understand it, what, you, what you're trying to achieve. I think a lot of people is they feel like they go to a job, they got to go home, have dinner with the family, mm-hmm. which is fine. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I do that too. And, and they got to do all these things. But what they do is they sacrifice who they want to be and what their mission is. Mm-hmm. There's trade-offs in life. There is yeah, a cost definitely. to everything. You exactly. want to be a billionaire, there's a cost. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You want to be a commercial real estate icon, mogul like I am, there's a cost. You got to give up a okay? lot. Jamie Reinberg had to deal with a lot of days mm-hmm. of me traveling where she was taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. She, God bless her heart, what a saint. She was able to see my growth and what I wanted and allow me to do it. Mm. It's hard to find that support. Right. But I'll tell you, you need that support as you go through life. You need mm. a lot of support and you have to be very grateful for the people that get you there. Mm-hmm. But to me, work-life balance is kind of a myth. What it is, is are you doing something you love? Because if you're doing something you love, everything will balance in your world. You know, I, I'm an avid, I work out seven days a week. I train with the trainer five days a week in California. Wow. Health is important to me. Um, I've done everywhere from stem cells. I eat right. I intermittent fast. Um, I am, uh, they've gauged, I'm about a 32 year old and a 53 year old man's body. Oh, you did the biological yeah, age? Yeah. So that's why I am right now. Oh, wow. wow. And so I so am you're a 32 shape. year old. Yeah. I'm a 32 year old. So you're, so you're 32. I'm He's younger than you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, you're, you're, I got gray hair. You're 32 got, though. Yeah. I got, I, I'm yeah. 32 in, in, in my life. So how did you 53. manage to do that? Like, how did you? Well, I started on a journey where um, my kids were calling me Fat Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's when they were younger. And uh, and I got into my first. So I used to work out a little bit in high school and college being mm-hmm. an athlete. And I was very active. So but lifting weights wasn't as prevalent as it is now or promoted. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was big and mm-hmm. Tony Lillane and all these people when I was a kid. But it wasn't like now with the technology. I go to the gym and my gym in Chicago is second to none. They train athletes, mm-hmm. pro athletes since you know, turf fields and we're pushing sleds and we're mm-hmm. hammering things, mm-hmm. and you name it. Now here in California, it's more bodybuilding type stuff I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I started getting into my health. I got into beach body products like P90X when I was in my, I was yeah. about 30 years old. Mm. And I looked at myself and the kids were young and, you know, I was eating off their plate and desserts and ice cream and all that. In Chicago, we eat Polish hot Polishes and hot dogs and pizza and mm-hmm. ribs and you name it. Food in Chicago is yeah, amazing. That deep dish pizza. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> the best. Fire. We have every type of food in the world in Chicago. So eating is I'm foodie. Mm-hmm. And so I saw myself. I'm like, man, you're fat bad. <laughs> and so I uh, I took it on me and I cranked out P90X. I did it. Saw myself. I said, this is the version I want to be. Mm-hmm. Hired a trainer. Started training. Started doing spin classes. Now we have Pelotons at our house. Hmm. But uh, it's it's been a journey for me. And then I got into um, 
friend of mine's a famous doctor. He got me into stem cells, so I started doing that about a year ago, mm-hmm. and uh, that helped a lot. Lowered inflammation. Wow. Uh, I don't wear glasses anymore. From stem cells? Uh, I, from stem cells, I guess. Yo, so you just did it? shots in the brain. You, you didn't have any problems? With, you didn't no. have any problems in no. regards to prior to getting stem cells? You just got them? Just no, I, I have celiac. Um, I'm gluten-free. Okay. And uh, part of my lineage is my father had uh, colitis and gastro problems. Gotcha. And so it carried down to me. And so I do do gluten-free. I mean, I think with stem cells, I don't know if I have it anymore. I should be tested soon mm. for celiac. But I looked at it and I said, well... If I can continue to improve my health and have the resources and the knowledge, I will continue to do that. So I'm on that journey because mm-hmm. I want to live as long as possible. I want to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. And I realize the biggest key to my health was if I'm not healthy, what kind of message does that send to my employees, my leadership mm-hmm. team? Mm-hmm. What kind of message do I send to my kids yeah. when they look at dad's a fat slob? But when dad's disciplined and he's successful and he works hard mm-hmm. and he takes care of himself, that's a good message to send your kids. And I recommend that to everyone is how you show up is how you show up in life. Fox. And so I'm extremely disciplined. Mm-hmm. I get up at the crack of dawn. Uh, I meditate. I go work out. I have an evening routine as well. I'm very disciplined. That's how I create success in my life and mm-hmm. whatever that means to people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, health is so important to me because that's all we have. And so, but it also sets the tone of, how do I show up in life? How do I balance my emotions? How do I deal with things when the chips are down? Right. You know, that's how I look at a man. I say, when then things are tough, how mm-hmm. do you react? How do you deal with it? Because mm-hmm. life's not perfect. We talked about failures. Life's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I look at the character of a person as when things are tough, mm-hmm. how did they deal with it? Right. So it goes to your question of what do I invest in? I look at a lot of the sponsors and the people I'm backing. Okay. Anyone can pay you a preferred return in my business. Mm-hmm. But I look at how do you solve challenges? Mm. How, are you solutionary oriented? Mm-hmm. When things are tough, you lose a tenant or you know half the building burns down. Right. We've had uh, people at medical facilities that push on the gas bell and they go right through the window mm-hmm. at wow. the front of the building. We've seen it all. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen it where, I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. We've had issues and hurricanes. We've been through tornadoes. And you look at this and you say, okay, Am I going to rise to the challenge or am I going to be fearful and back off right. and be worried about all the negative stuff that happened mm. at this particular property or situation in my life? Yeah. Instead of taking a step back and saying, OK, what can I learn from this? Mm. How do I deal with this? Mm-hmm. How do I bring in the resources? Mm. When you're solutionary oriented, you can focus on that positive side of you. Your whole world changes because everyone focuses. I'll give you an example. Wayne. Do you ever ask yourself what your wins are every day? I haven't. So let's I start. Let's start off with today. Wind, so. <laughs> let's start off with today. Yeah. We'll be a wind is we're doing a podcast together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We get to meet each other. Absolutely. We get to hang out. Yeah. You know, did you wake up today? Yeah. You did. That's a win. Yeah. I think we. I see. Those are wins, but I think. Uh, I think just being human to be honest, I think we kind of all take that for granted because mm. we're used to waking up. Right. We're used to walking. We're used to being healthy. We're used right. to this kind of environment that we're in. So it's like. Right. Um, it's like a lifestyle, yeah. but you're right. Those are all wins because, I mean, there's somebody who didn't wake up today and wasn't right. able to make it to work or wasn't able to, you know, or, or aren't, aren't able to do the things that we do. Right. So, so you learn to be grateful. For Absolutely. That. I mean, it shows it's the little things we take for granted. It's crazy. It's all I, the so, little things. <laughs> so we're redoing our kitchen right now. 
we're going to buy appliances. And we went to a place in, um, in Laguna and the guy working at the front had like no arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Buy was completely deformed, smart guy. He was checking us out. I gave him my credit card, checking us out. And you know, he's typing a certain way. His arms are to here. I mean, I've never seen it before. It was, it was wild. He was, he was happy as can be. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to myself, I said, this is what life's about. Mm-hmm. This guy takes a situation where he doesn't have arms. Mm. He could barely function with his hands. And he's happy. Mm. And he appreciates life. And I realized that's what it's about. That's what yeah. this is. And so you like you every moment in your life, take a look and be aware and be like, what's going on? Yeah. Who did I get to? I got to meet Sean Kelly today. Mm-hmm. I got to meet you, Wayne. Yeah. I get to sit in this cool studio. Yeah. I'm in Las Vegas. Mm. I, I get to be out of my office. Yeah, for a we day. take all this for granted. Yeah. Bro. It's just like right. I write down every day five things I'm grateful for. Yeah. yeah. But I gotta start doing it more in the moment too. Yeah, yeah. It's, absolutely. It's it's just acknowledging like I do that too. I'll write mm. in the morning. Like mm. it's usually like my family, employees, could be a day I had, mm. a day yesterday. But I look back and I'm like, man, without that person or that moment. Mm. Who knows what would happen? But you, you know what, Ben? One thing I don't do is take the people around me for granted. Mm-hmm. I don't take nobody for granted. Like I don't, hurt, I don't hurt my friends. I don't say anything to put them down or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. like an uplifting guy, and I'm always there for them. So I think I show gratitude by action, not really too much like what you said, like kind of saying the words of affirmation to myself. But you probably should do both more because mm-hmm. you need to hear that also you know it's, it's also the thoughts and yeah. it's why i tell employees and friends i'm like be careful who you surround yourself with yeah because you'll be a product of what i am telling you there's a weird thing that goes on i've seen women that are surrounding themselves with bad toxic people and all of a sudden like they might have been beautiful a month before mm-hmm. and i look at them like they're not looking good <laughs> it's like weird it's it's but it's something about the people that are pouring into you and, and it will totally change your body physiology, right. your mind. Mm. And I see that. And I, I think the employee side and the colleague side of mine is when people have stress in their life mm. or challenges, I look at them and I and I just say to them, what can I do? What can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? Mm-hmm. I could just see it. You know, the human body is such a strong indicator of what's going on in your life. It's mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. how we communicate, right. what you're saying to me, right. um, what your lips and eyes mm-hmm. and your, you know, people mm-hmm. go like this because they're not comfortable. You mm-hmm. can see how people interact with you. And if you mm-hmm. could learn that mm-hmm. skill, you could see how to help people. It's right. really interesting. So I see that a lot. I see a lot of the mind and body connection mm-hmm. and why I got into it, because I realized if I can understand that, I can be a better person to people and help people. Yeah. And so, you mentioned wow. trust is super important to you. Super important. What do you do when you catch an employee or a family member uh, telling you a lie? Oh man, Sean, it's such a hard thing to explain. <laughs> I, you know, I pray all the time it doesn't happen, but it does. Um, some people I've given second chances to. Sometimes I look at it. I'll look at, say, an employee of mine, and I'll say, why are they lying to me? And I have to go deeper, mm-hmm. okay? It could be we have a parent-child relationship between Ben Reinberg and that employee or that colleague of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they feel like they have to lie, like I'm the parent, and in order to mm-hmm. 
be safe. Mm. So that's an issue they're having. A lot of it is what I find when people are lying to me is they have to work on their inner game. They have something going on from their past mm-hmm. that they're hiding from mm. me, that they can't be honest. And that's what it's about. And so I acknowledge that. So I realize it's them. Or is it Ben not giving them a safe space mm. to have an honest conversation? So yeah. it's my fault, too. Mm. So I look at it and I say, okay, well, what's really going on here? So I first take a step back and say, assess them. Are they a good person or in this? But if it continues to happen, I don't want that in my life. So I'll cut them out. I'll, I'll cut them out and figure out how to get rid of that toxic wow. relationship. Wow, so you cut people out just for lying. Yeah, yeah if I have to, big, I have it? to. It's, it's mm. you know, Sean, you have to realize <laughs> yeah. in commercial real estate, we're dealing with millions of dollars mm. of investment capital mm. of our own or others. Yeah. And that's a big responsibility when you're a fiduciary for others. Right. So if you have bank accounts and people's personal information and Ben's personal information and credit cards and all these things we do in life and if you don't trust the person that you're going to war with every day it's hard because well not only that here's the thing that no one thinks about you're taking so much mental space okay Mm -hmm. imagine if you guys had a significant other or girlfriend Mm -hmm. have you ever had like a girlfriend you entrust her at some point like she's hitting on guys or or you um, ever go through a situation where you didn't trust something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, it's never... Okay, uh, go back and remember uh, that moment. Yeah, you don't have trust, to tell me what it is. Trust but, never, <laughs> tell trust me, never tell, comes back. Tell me that moment, right? Yeah, think for, about that yeah. moment. Are you thinking about it? For me, I don't okay. I don't, I don't. don't reintroduce the situation. I'm right. done with it. Because I feel like once your trust is done when it comes to right. a woman, right. um, it's a significant other, it kind of spills over into everything. And right. I don't like babysitting. Right, exactly. So I'm, that's not my job. So I just kind of... You know, just be over so, it. So think of that moment with mm-hmm. someone you're yeah. with and you lost trust. Think how much mind space you spent in thinking about, like, what did she do? Who yeah. is she with? Oh, why, why is she not telling Hours. me this? Was right? everything a lie? Right. Was so, this whole thing so, a lie? Right. So think about it. Yeah. You don't get that time back. Yeah. And so now you're spending all this mental capacity thinking about something that is not in your control. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't serve you, Wayne. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so you look at it. And so these are all the things we do in life. So you look at employees and friendships and, you know, your peers and your colleagues and all these people you hang around with. And if you don't have trust, all of a sudden you're spending all this mind space like, can I trust that person with my bank account? Mm. Can I trust that person that we're going to have dinner together? I'm, they're going to live up to the word. So if Wayne tells me he's mm. meeting me mm. at, uh, you know, at Mastro's for 8 o'clock and we're going to have a steak and a drink together and hang out and he's not going to be there. How's it going to affect me? Yeah. Mm. It, it's it's not it's not loving yourself. Mm. So surround yourself with people that care about you. Yeah, and people, I'm real adamant know? about time. Like yeah. I'm even I, I'm always here. I work thirty minutes yeah. early. Yeah, you're here early. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, that. Time is you're smart. Yeah, that's how you <laughs> should do it. It's I feel like it's district. the way to show that you don't respect someone is to. Uh, disrespect their time that's mm. so oh i yeah. love that we should phrase that yeah <laughs> let me tell you something yeah. we did a study my office this is really cool so we had our whole leadership team in newport mm. beach at my west coast office last week and we talked about time time is all you have it's your most valuable asset mm. i'm 53 years old if the average life now obviously it's growing but let's say it's 77 years old so mm. you take 77 minus 53 Okay, was that 24? You're right there. And 24 multiplied by 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, was that 1,948 weeks? Or? 
Is this another? Right? I'm not. Whatever that is. I, I didn't do it in my I head. think it's 14, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever the amount of weeks is. Mm-hmm. If that's true, that's the amount of weeks left in my life. I think it was like 1492 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And one of our employees in the room, she has like 2,600. Mm-hmm. That's a lot more than me. Right, right. right? Yeah. So I looked at it and I said, okay, how are you going to live? If that's true, if I'm dead at 77, Wayne and Tron, how am I going to live that 24 mm-hmm. times 52 left? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to surround myself with? Right. What podcast am I going on? Uh, what employees am I going to associate with? Am I going to not take that vacation I wanted? Mm-hmm. I could be dead tomorrow, Wayne. Right. So I got to live every day to the max, mm-hmm. every conversation, grateful for every moment, whoever mm-hmm. I meet. I got to look at things differently. And when you look at that, you do that exercise. How old are you? 34. 34. Yeah. Take 77 minus 34. Mm-hmm. Look at your weeks mm-hmm. and say to yourself, what are you going to do yeah. if that's your timeline? Mm-hmm. And when you can look at that and you look at time, every moment, because that's all I could think about is that 1,400 weeks left in my life. Mm. So, by the way, look at your parents. Look at your mom or dad. How much time do you spend with them? Let's say you guys are here in Vegas and say your mom lives in New York, okay? Mm. And you go see her twice a year. Mm. And let's say you're me. Let's say it's my mom and it's twice a year. And let's say my parents live in Chicago and I go see them twice a year. So wait a minute, 24, twice, I got 48 more times to see them mm-hmm. in their lives. Maybe not, they might only be around for 10 more years. Mm-hmm. So I got 20 more chances to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, How effed up is that? Right. So you think about these things, you start putting together the numbers and the time. You realize, wait a minute, I got to value these moments. I got I to gotta increase the frequency. Mm-hmm. Maybe not two times a year. Maybe I should go back to Chicago five, mm-hmm. six. Starts making you think about what's important in life. Yeah. And no one does that. So we went through an exercise yeah. with everyone in my company about time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so if Ben has less time than you and he's generating the most revenue, you better right. respect his time. One of my wow. uh, biggest mentors, uh, he was adamant about time, but he had uh, he had dementia. He had, uh, was it, not Parkinson's. What was the other one? Alzheimer's he had oncoming Alzheimer's and he was really really big on time he like got on me about time 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 yeah and it stuck with me because he said um one day I'm not even going to remember who you are that's right wow yeah he he said uh as, as crazy as I sound I'm not but the time that we have right now is what matters and the time that I'm putting into you so he was like, I mean, he would just pour into me every single day. It was just constant, constant, constant. And that that did something to me when it comes to time. So that's why I'm never disrespectful when it comes to time. Mm. I never. I give myself time for everything. Airport, showing up to places, being early. Because being early is on time to me. So it's like it gives me that that gap to do whatever I, it is I need to do. Or if there's any mishaps, flat tire or traffic or whatever. That's you know, right. so. Smart. People yeah. people value when you show up early. Yeah. I have a strong value for employees that show up on time. What drives me nuts, people are like, well, what's your biggest pet peeve is when people don't show up on time. Dinner mm-hmm. appointment, coming to the office, meetings, because I think it's a respect factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
there's something about showing up on time, showing you respect other people. Mm. It's just it's just the courteous thing to do. And so uh, whenever I have a call or a Zoom call or, or someone wants to interview me, I always say like, or I'm interviewing someone on my show, um, I say, how much time do you have? Because mm. I honor their time. Mm. What do you have? Are we doing 45 minutes, half hour, mm. hour, you know? Yeah. And and then we go. But for most people, they they just don't, they don't have that gratitude or appreciation for other people. Mm. And when you could take a step back and say, well, why am I here? What am I doing? What's my purpose? You know, you can kind of figure out what what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And you have to also realize that we all have our own DNA. We're all different. We're all put on this earth differently. And you have to respect that. I think a lot of people think that everyone has to be like them. Well, it's never going to f***ing happen in the world. There we go. It won't. It won't. (laughs) Right. It won't. We're all different. We have different ways we look at things. Mm. You know, I could say to you, what color are my shoes? Mm -hmm. You'll say they're white, but they're kind of cream. Yeah. You might say beige. Right. He might look at it a different way in the light. Mm. You might say tomato. Yeah. Just be yourself. (laughs) Right. So we look at things differently. Right. And you have to respect that. Mm -hmm. We have different lenses. We have. We also have different experiences when we're kids. Mm-hmm. So we look at things differently. You know, we look at, we might look at a car accident completely differently. That's why, you know, they put someone in a lineup and no one knows because mm-hmm. we have different ways of looking at things mm-hmm. and analyzing data and, and emotions get into it. Mm-hmm. But when we can respect that others have different opinions than ours and we can open up that filter, that conversation, mm-hmm. your whole world changes. Right. So wow. what's the problem in this country? is that we don't listen to each other. We don't understand we're all different. Mm. And if we did, man, we'd live in a great world. Do you think it's it would us? not be about skin color. Mm. It wouldn't be about religion. Mm. It would be about respect factor because um, people like to go those angles, mm. but it's not what it's about. What's about is we need to listen to each other and respect mm. each other and realize we're all different. And when we can do that, but we all know if we cut each other open, we're bleeding the same. We all have hearts. We all yeah. have minds. You know, we're just different. That's okay. Some are shorter, taller, fatter, thinner, more muscular. We're different. Different mm. bodies, different minds. That's what the hardest part of human body and, and the human nature in, in our society is that we don't know how to deal with our mind. Because mm. no one taught. Can you imagine mm. when you're going through elementary school as a young man? Mm. You would, someone say, you know what, I'm going to bring you aside and teach you how the human body and the mind works. So when you go through challenges and struggles, you know how to deal with things. When you deal with people that are different than you, you know how to treat them. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we did that with kids? Mm-hmm. Why don't we? I wish. We don't. No, no, be we don't do it. Yeah. And it's crazy because if you think about it, it's like, wait a minute. We're not going to teach you. We're going to teach about what goes on inside of us mm-hmm. to help us become better in society. We're right. going to ignore that. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We ignore it. Said we we feed drugs into our body yeah. to help get over. Yeah, it, it's just the transparency is lacking in this country. And it's a shame. It is. So Ben, I've learned so much. It was such an honor having you. So I'm much gonna, for real estate. I know, right? We didn't even touch on <laughs> that. Hey, we we could really? I'm literally going to yeah. look into the uh, stem cells for my eyesight. Yeah, uh, I didn't stuff. know about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts for the crowd? No, just uh, if you are interested and you're a credit investor and like to invest passively and produce wealth, uh, go on to our website. It's alliancecgc.com mm-hmm. and click on to our Alliance Medical Property Fund. It's the hottest fund in the United States right now. Hey. It's 
great way to build wealth. Yeah. Um, feel free to follow me at benreinberg.com and you can follow me on all the social media platforms. We're, we're putting together great content. And then if people want to listen to our show, it's Ben Reinberg. I own it. Mm-hmm. It's from success to significance. It's uh, celebrities and ultra net high net worth individuals that have had success. They're creating significance in their life. We talk about health, wealth, relationships, business, commercial real estate. We, we touch them all. Okay. Kind of nice. like on your show we just did. We talk about topics that nice. people want to see. So even though people know me as commercial real estate, we're much more than that because we talk about how everything on this holistic basis in your life also feeds into becoming a successful businessman. Or woman. Mm. So Love it. Wayne? Thanks for watching the Digital Social Hour. See you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.